Welcome to the home of the blessed people. And here is our host pastor, Pastor Dayo Adeyemo. Amen. I brought a word from God for you today, captioned, Pressing in for a miracle, part two. Pressing in for a miracle, part two. The part one of this message was shared in the first service. I encourage you, you can go on Spotify, you can go on the website, you can go on our YouTube channel. You are going to see the service there and you can, it can bless you. But however, I will summarize just to bring through what we learned in the first service. Uh, in the previous series that we shared, I said that if you are going to describe the 21st century Christian, his life should be an MSW. That is his life, his or her life should be full of miracles, signs, and wonders. The 21st century believer should be a miracle. A miracle, he should live a daily life of miracles. That is, when you look at a believer of the 21st century, daily in his life, he should live in miracles. Natural laws should keep on being suspended for supernatural laws in the life of a believer. Every day should be a miracle. Circumstances should shift. Atmospheres should shift. Things should happen for that person. Even when things are in, out of order, they should come in order when that person is concerned. A life of miracle, number two, a life of a sign. That person should be a sign. A sign tells you, gives you information. I look at your life, I should be informed about what God is doing. I should be informed. I should be the person that collects the light of God and reflects it to my world. That's what a sign does. A sign illuminates. A sign gives direction. A sign brings understanding, brings light into darkness. That is what a sign is. Men should look at you. Women should look at you and know what steps to take to realize their positions in God. That is how your life should be. You should be a miracle. You should be a sign. And you should be a wonder. That is, your life should not be only explained by natural means. If your life is only explained only away by natural means, you have made eternal life of non-effect. You have made eternal life useless. Because your life should not just be looked at and all we can say are very natural about you. There must be aspects of your life that is inexplainable. There should be aspects of your life that people wonder. People say, ah, are you the only one? Yes. Praise God. There should be aspects of your life people will look at you and wonder. They will just open their mouth wide that they can't close it. Praise God. So I want to encourage you. This is how our life ought to be. This is what we ought to be to our world. Praise God. And we said in the service, the reason why many people are not experiencing miracles the way they ought to, living the life of miracles they ought to, not having miracles in their lives, even when they need a miracle, is simply because they are not pressing in. You must learn as a child of God to press in. You must learn to press because people who press in actually get their miracle. We looked up the lives of a few people. Excuse me. The life of uh, the first person was the woman with the issue of blood. Guess what about that woman? There was no name put there. The woman from Canaan that we looked at also, the second example, her name was not written there. Everything, every time you see an example in the Bible, because you see the Bible says these scriptures were written for our example. First Corinthians 10. Everything in this world 
is written for our example. It's written for our example. And when you see an example, it's showing you that what? Can be repeated. Thank you. It can be repeated. Now, no name was put there. He said, the woman with the issue of blood. No name was put there so that you can put your name. Are you listening to me? The woman from Canaan too. They said she was just from Canaan. She was not part of the commonwealth. But the no name was put there. You can put every time you see an example in the Bible with no name. Say to yourself, it's for me. It is mine. It is all yours. That promise there, you can experience it too. That thing there can be repeated in your own life. So what happened to this woman? The Bible says she had the issue of blood. But the Bible makes us to understand that she pressed. She pressed. Every circumstance was against her. It was, not ad, it was not supposed to be in our time. In our day, you can't be having the issue of blood. You cannot be having your menstrual cycle and go out. You'll be stoned to death. Many of you don't even know that. In Israel at that time, this woman took this risk. A woman having menses or going through her menstrual cycle is, at, is, is the same as rated as somebody who is a leper. A leper is known as an unclean person. When you touch the person, what happens? You become unclean. And at that point in time, so that's why women, maybe this one of the discrimination against women in those days. Sorry, women advocates and all that. I know you are in church today. I'm sorry about that. But that was the day and time she was living in. These are biblical facts. Do you understand? Ah, the women are angry at me now. I'm in trouble. My wife, you won't bail me out. Okay, pastor loves you. All women in the house, pastor loves you. With the love of God, I love you with my whole heart. I love me back. I'm just teaching. I didn't do the laws. I'm just teaching what happened in the Bible. It was a Jewish custom, all right? Praise God. Thank you for loving me, bro. Amen. Ah, woman, I love you. <laughs> Praise God. Now, in those days, like I said, she went out at the risk of being stoned to death. But she believed God that if she could touch the hem of a garment of Jesus, according to the word of God in Leviticus, that she could be made whole. And the Bible makes us to know that she pressed. She went against all odds. She went against even the risk of losing her life for it. Excuse me, that day, if she decided to stay at home, will she get her healing? No, she won't. So that's why I'm telling you today, those who get miracles, they press. This morning, you will press in for your miracle. In the name of Jesus. There was also that Canaanite woman whom her son had a mental sickness. Her daughter, sorry, had a mental sickness. And she went to Jesus. Jesus even ignored her. Jesus was quiet. The Bible says she was, she was, he was mute to her. And again he said, look, Lord Jesus, just do me a favor. I need you to come and cast this devil out of my child. And Jesus said, well, 
We don't give food, food that is for children. We don't give it to dogs. Technically, she was called a name, name calling, if you want to put it that way. She was given, she was, she was called a dog. <laughs> Praise God. And we said something about people getting offended. Some people who want their miracle are too distracted. She was not looking for a good name to call her. She wasn't looking for her college. She wasn't looking for a special seat to sit down. She wasn't looking for honor to speak, so to speak. What was she looking for? A miracle for her child. And she was focused like a laser beam for the miracle. Even when Jesus spoke to her and said, we don't give food for children to dogs, she, she agreed. She said, yes, Lord, I'm a dog. She agreed. She said, but the crumbs on the table is good enough for the dog. And I made a comment in the first service. I said, did Jesus pray for her? No. And Jesus just told her, your faith has made you whole. That is what we are going to learn about in this second service. What is that faith that will keep on making me whole? Listen, he did not say your faith will bring the miracle alone. Your, your faith will make you whole. That word in the Greek, whole, is total restoration. There were some things you suffered because your miracle did not come on time. He's saying, when he's saying that you will be made whole, it means that not only will you receive your miracle, but everything you have lost as a result of the delay of that miracle will be restored back to you. I speak over your life today as one sent of God to you this morning, as one giving permission to speak in the realm of the spirit on behalf of men. Everything that you have lost as a form of delay and denial over your life, even as you are believing God for a specific miracle, today receive your miracle. Today receive your miracle. Today, receive your miracle and let there be a divine restoration for everything you have suffered as a result of this delay in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. I was going to talk about blind Bratilomio, but he's no more blind. Uh, we'll do that another time. We learn simply that people who press, they need to press into the world. That's how they get their miracle. Number one, we learn four things. Number one, they press into their miracle. Number two, people who press are people who are willing to take risks. Number three, people who press, they are focused. People who press, they get heaven's attention. I say all these four keys will be yours in the name of Jesus Christ. Turn your Bibles quickly to the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 8. Shola, I hope we have the right person on the key. Matthew 8, 9 to 11. Matthew 8, 9 to 11. I want to bring out something for you today. And after that, Luke... 8, 43 to 48. So if you are writing, you can write down those scriptures and we are just going to read something together. So 
Matthew chapter 8, verse 9 to 11. I want to bring out two cases for you today, this morning, about pressing in. These were two individuals I want to read about that they pressed in, but this time they did not press in for themselves. They pressed in for others. One of the reasons why we don't see miracles as we ought to see in both in our lives and in our day is because of this issue. Many of us are too selfish. Many of us are only concerned about our lives and that is it. Come for evangelism. Try and get some people saved. It doesn't bother you. Why? You are saved. There are lives out there. Come and do something in church. No, it doesn't concern you. You are not bothered. This church is flowing because many people are serving. Praise God. Some people vacuumed here. That's why you have, if it's not a clean carpet, you wouldn't like to come. Praise God. Amen. As early as 4 a.m., there are people praying here this morning. It's a spiritual thing we are doing. We can't stroll in. As from 4, prayer chains have been going. Some resumed 5.45 this morning. Praise God. Oh, you're seeing the atmosphere like this? Oh, you wait. Just let one be missing. You'll see that's when everything goes wrong. If I say everybody, 5.45 this morning, we are meeting in church to pray. You will see different faces. Even those who told me they love me now, you'll see the love will be on the face. The way they would look at me. <laughs> Praise God. But if I say, meet me here at 545, $1 million for the first 25 people. Praise God. Even the whole St. Catherine's will see traffic. That's not, that's not, that's not life. That's not life. Life begins when you start living for others. Jesus Christ, let's see, the Bible says he left for us an example that we follow in his steps. Am I correct? 1 Peter 1.21. Let's go straight to Acts 10.38. Acts 10.38. Jesus Christ did not only come to die for us to save us. He also gave us a pattern. He, he told us how to live as Christians. Titus 2. 11 and 12 says, the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. This grace teaches us also to live soberly, righteously, and justly in this present evil world. So this word of God, the Bible does not only teach us how to live, how to be saved, it also teaches us how to live as saved people. Jesus Christ being the perfect example. And this is Jesus, Acts 10, 38. Can you quickly put it there? How God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went about doing what? Doing good. He stayed in one place and was doing good. 
What did he do? He went about. Talk to me this morning. He went about. He went about doing what? Doing good. Healing all that they were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. What I'm bringing out there is I did not stay in one location. He went about. Some of you, all the complaint is that nobody has visited you. But how many people have you visited? How many? How many have you gone out to say hello to? How many have you gone out to see how well they are doing? You're always complaining that people are not checking how well you are doing, but how well are others doing? Oh, you don't know what I'm going through. Do you know what I am going through? Oh, you people don't care. Do you care? Praise God. When you point one finger at somebody, how many is pointing at you? It shows that that sister, maybe there is somebody. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What I'm trying to bring out here is this. Beloved, when your Christian life is still all about you, you haven't started living. The life, the Christian life you and I have been called to live is a life channeled towards others. Getting others saved, getting others healed, getting others delivered. And it's when you are concerned with those things, that is when your own life is being taken care of. Many people still say, oh, when I was a younger Christian, ah, when I pray like this, prayers are answered. Isn't it so? Answer me, isn't it so? Yeah, but as you get older as a Christian, then you find out that there are some prayer points not being answered. Do you ever wonder why they aren't being answered? Praise God. Check your ministry to others. It means your other ministry tank is low. It's not filled. There is no one who keeps on doing things for others that will never lack. You have become a partner with God. God will see to it. There is a company of people, Isaiah 45, 11. He said, before they ask, I will perform. You enter that category. You are not a give me, give me Christian. Give me, give me, give me, give me. Give me, give me, give me becomes gimmick, gimmick, gimmick. You must be an extender. You must be a giver. Jesus Christ, let us quickly read these two passages, then I conclude. Are you with me? Mark, no, Matthew, Matthew 8, 9 to 11. We'll quickly read it, then we'll read the look, then I'll draw the conclusion. It says, for I am a man under authority, having soldiers. Okay, let's start with 8. Let's go to 8. So that we can see, we can follow a little bit. Eight, okay. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou should come under my roof, but speak the word only. My servant shall be healed. This was a centurion. A centurion is a leader of, or a captain, you can call him, or a general, you can call them, of a group of soldiers. How many is sent? Centurion sent 100, yeah, 100 soldiers under him. 
Now, he's his leader. Of, now, one of his soldiers, it could be a soldier or a servant in the house, was sick. First of all, look at the man's heart. Jesus Christ was not an easy person to see. All right? He took the pain. That means he's bothered about his servant. What is the value of a servant in the days we are talking about? What is the value of a servant? Nothing. But not for this man. He left all he was doing. He's a busy man. He left all he was doing to go and do what? To go and look for healing for the servant. Can you imagine what manner of person this man must have been? He must have been a sacrificial person. He's taking out pain to make sure he goes to do what can ever help this person because this person is at the point of death. He knows doctors, perhaps the best doctors serve people like him, but he knew that this is not a medical case. This must be a supernatural intervention. Look at your life lately. How many people have you gone out of your way? I'm not talking of your friends because that could be mutually beneficial. I'm not talking of your friends. People you know can't give you back whatever you give them. People you know that, look, whatever I do now, I'm just doing it. How many people lately have you done that for? Even when you go for groceries, do you bring an extra bag for another family? You say, oh, budget. We are managing what is there. Praise God. Praise God. This is the life we live in. In those little things, we have not seen Christ. We have not seen Christ. How do we now want to see Christ in the big things, the big miracles? In the little ones, we haven't seen Christ there. In your life. <laughs> Praise God. Matthew 8, 9 to 11, as we were saying, the centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come. He came to seek Jesus, and Jesus said, okay, I'm going to go to your house and heal this servant. He said, no. He said, I'm not worthy. Now, he must have. He's not, he's not lower class of the society. Neither is he middle class. The, the least he could be is upper middle class or the highest class. And he said, no, I'm not worthy that I should come out under my roof. He said, send the word. That's all I need. Let's go on. Verse 9. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, go, he goeth. I say to another, come, he cometh. My servant do this. And he, they do it. So I understand how it works, the man was saying. In the realm of the spirit, you have the authority, the kind I have in the physical. You just instruct this demon that is on my servant. It's going to go. When Jesus heard it, he marveled. And he said unto them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found such a great faith. No, not one in Israel. What did Jesus Christ refer to as his faith? Great faith. Everybody say it. That is where your faith should be. A great one. A great one starts first by sacrifice. You are sacrificial in your faith. Amen. You've gone out of your comfort zone to bring comfort to others. Praise God. Now let's examine the other lesson. Let's see Luke 8, 43 to 48. 
Oh, sorry. Did we get to 11? No. We got to 10, though. Okay, let's do 11 because... Uh, and I say unto you that many shall come from the east and west and shall sit with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. Referring to the fact that, you know, Jesus Christ said, healing is for the children. At this time, the children were which side of people? The Jews. So he's trying to tell them that faith can make other people that are not qualified for this thing to become qualified and exceed you that is meant for. Do you see that? Now, what qualified them is what we are looking in. They pressed in. What kind of pressing did they do? What kind of pressing did they do? Sacrificial. They were sacrificial. It's about others. And I want to show you something even through this second one. And a woman having an issue of blood for 12 years, which had spent all her money living upon physicians, uh, neither could be healed of any. No, this is not where. Did I say Luke? Luke 8:43. Okay, I knew what I wanted to bring out. Okay, let's see this one. It's the Canaanite woman I'm looking at. Okay, now they came behind me and touched him at the bottom of his garments, and immediately a issue of blood stayed. Forty, just keep on going on. And Jesus said, "Who touched me?" And all denied. Peter, and said to him, "Master, the multitude thong thee, press and sayest thou who touched me?" Go on. And Jesus said, "Somebody hath touched me." For I perceive that virtue has gone out of me. Another word for virtue is power left me. And when the woman saw that she was uh, not hid, that she can't be hidden anymore, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. Go on. And he said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace. What made her whole? But the Bible said power left Jesus. Did you see that in 47? It said virtue went out. In fact, that's how Jesus knew somebody touched him. But Jesus concluded, is it the power that healed her or our faith made our whole. Our faith. See, go. Be of good comfort, for your faith has made thee whole. Praise God. What made our whole? Her faith. Her believing God. Her trusting God made her whole. Praise God. Okay, let's now go to the third one. That's uh, Matthew 15, 25, I mean 21 to 28. Matthew 15. Matthew 15. 21. And Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of 
Sit down. Go on. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with, the, with her neighbor. The Bible says in the book of Luke, in this place, that that evil spirit is a lunatic spirit. Spirit of madness, if you want to put it. 24. But he answered her not a word. Hazard her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. You see the kind of people I'm talking about? Send her. She's disturbing us. What was their purpose of hanging around Jesus? They liked the fringe benefits. They didn't want to go to work. Praise God. You know, when it's time to cast out devils because of stubborn devils, you know, they have been disgraced before by this same devil. You can't remember the story? When Jesus went on the hill and there was a man who came with his own child and said, even when the man was uh, reporting to Jesus, he said, we have given them to your disciples. They could not. They could not. They could not. That small boy, look at how small he is. They could not cast the devil out. Praise God. So, but look at their lifestyle. Look at this. They said, send her away. You see why greater power is not seen. Praise God. No, you look at it flippantly. Just look at it. Even if Jesus Christ was busy, with the amount of power they were, you know, they are played with small power. Shouldn't they have been able to heal and say, look, don't disturb Jesus. Uh, don't, don't disturb pastor. You come this way. What did you say is the problem? You said this and, okay, in the name of Jesus Christ, and it's done. But what was their attitude? What's their attitude? Send them away. That's the attitude of most believers. You will not even exercise your own faith. Faith that you have not exercised on yourself, how can you exercise it on others? That's an opportunity for you. What of if he doesn't get you? You tried. What did you do? You tried. At least everyone records it that you took a step of faith. If it didn't happen, praise God. You will not hear that. I have laid hands on a dead person before. It didn't rise. Praise God. Uh, but it didn't start there. I first started with, uh, and by the way, I was 22 years old then. At 17, I would pray for the deaf, they heard. 18, I prayed for the blind, the eyes opened. My faith was building. Praise God. At 22, I prayed for somebody who died. I went to see, it was my, my eldest brother's mother-in-law. We went on a visit, and they said she just died. And she was crying on me, saying, ah, bro, bro, she must not die. She was pregnant with her first daughter there. I said, okay. <laughs> Lord Jesus, what do we do? That was my first time I laid hands. My friend that we went together said, she's moving her hand. Ah, I started praying more, praying more. Alas, she did not wake up. Amen. Then, 
what is it there that, what happened? Huh? It's not my own. What did Jesus Christ say? Lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. If he doesn't recover, it's your fault now. I laid hands. Okay. If you like, take it another way. I told you how I got myself out of it. Praise God. Otherwise, that is strong enough to stop you from laying hands for the rest of your life. Amen? Huh? And after that, many people have been healed and delivered, including crippled walking, including people with no, I mean, no, <laughs> I can't even stop, no spam count. Zero spam count. It only took one lane of hands. And boom! The guy, we are begging him to stop now. And so on and so forth. Praise God. Come on, tell somebody Jesus is still Lord. Amen? So don't get afraid that, oh, what of what of if it doesn't happen? What of if it happens? Amen? Amen. Praise God. Okay, let's finish this one. But he answered and said, I'm not sent unto the lordship of the house of Israel. 25, go on. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. 26, go on, go on, just keep on. But he answered and said, it is not me to take children's bread and cast it to dogs. 27, and she said, truth, Lord. In other translation says, yes, Lord. Yet the dogs, out of the crumbs which fall off the master's table, they are satisfied. 28. Keep on going, please. Then Jesus said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Great faith again. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that same hour. When was her daughter healed? At the same hour when her faith was in place at the same hour. Now, these two people, the centurion and this woman, were they qualified people according to the time? Were they qualified people? Were they people qualified to receive healing? No. But what made them receive it? Faith. I'm trying to tell you that what you are not even qualified for Naturally speaking, God can give it to you on the platform of faith. Heaven responds to your faith. Heaven responds to what? To your faith. Your faith is not, heaven is not looking for your tears. It's not looking for your pity. Heaven is looking for your faith. For your, I can't hear you this morning. For your, so what is pastor saying today? Number one, start putting your faith to practice. Your faith in pressing in for others. What happens as a result of this exercise, when you keep on pressing in faith for others, is that your believing will go up. What did I say will go up? Your believing, your belief system will be built. It goes up. Start pressing for others. Start looking for opportunities in the life of other people you can trust God for. Amen. That's why I love prayer meetings. I love prayer meetings because 
I see when things are prayed for, what happens? It comes to pass. So what that does to me is that it builds my own belief system. So that when my own challenge comes, guess what? I have a built-up system to face it. Many people can't face their own because they haven't been built. They haven't been built. They are not strong in faith. And you should keep on looking for opportunities. Do you have friends? Do you pray for them? Do you ask them about difficult moments they are passing through or they are going through? Do you have colleagues? Have you ever prayed for your colleague? I, I don't want to ask you, have you ever gossiped with your colleague? That's it for sure. But I'm talking about, have you prayed? Have you prayed? Have you prayed? Praise God. Oh, I caught you there. All right. Praise God. Thank you for your honesty. Good. Amen. Some people are still pretending. Some people are even offended. I didn't gossip. And when we put an X-ray camera there, we know, we know you. We know you. Praise God. Amen. Your colleagues. And that's your exercise this week. Try and find out which one of your colleagues have you prayed with or for or done anything to pray with before. Praise God. If you haven't, start this week. What about your friends? I know you gist with your friends. I know you talk. That's good. Bonding is good and all that. But have you prayed for specific things? I'm not talking about those prayers. You say, oh, we are going to pray about it. You know, we are going, you know those, we are going to pray about it prayer list. We never pray. Say, so, okay, pray for me. I want some pastors. I said, if you, if you depend on those prayers of pray for me, you will just be in minus zero level. Praise God. Because when you say pray for me, people don't actually pray. Do you know what I'm talking about? They don't. But I'm saying change. If you want to see miracles, start actually praying for people. On your praying list, make room to pray for people. Pray for others. It's part of the Christian culture to pray for others. Amen. Is that clear? You want to see miracles in your life? The question is how many people have you prayed for? How many people have you trusted God with for a miracle? How many people have you extended your faith with for a miracle? Praise God. Amen. In your church, pray. Your church has a praying group. When last did you pray with the praying group in your church? In case, oh, I don't know the time. In case you don't know the time. The time is 7 p.m. every Wednesday, 7 to 9. The intercessors meet here to pray. In this same place you are sitting. Praise God. Pray for your church. Your church has needs. Praise God. Your church is a voice in this city. We need the power of God to keep on taking control. Not to let suicidal spirit take over our city. Not to let the spirit of wodom take over our city. Not to let other spirits take over our city on our watch. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds is against principalities and powers. There are drugs on the streets. Do you know how many people he's been killing? How many people he's been giving depression? 
Those are places to stand and pray and exercise your own power and authority. Praise God. As you do that for others, as you do that for your city, as you do that for your colleague, as you do that for your friend, as you do that for your city, then you see God do much more for you. You see God has elevated your belief system. You are so strong in your believing. Hallelujah. Then nothing starts getting impossible for you. Praise God. Many things start getting possible for you. Praise God. Everything God gives us, if you want to increase in it, start exercising it on others. If you are going to take anything home today, please take that home. Others. Think others. Do stuff for other people. Be kind. Show kindness. Go out of your way and be kind for others. Pray for people genuinely. Pray with all your heart. At your own time, God will raise up people for you. Praise God. That's one thing I want you to see. I'll conclude with the gifts of the Spirit. The gifts of the Holy Ghost. Look at the gifts of the Holy Ghost. The gifts of the Holy Spirit. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discernment of spirit, speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues, word of prophecy, gift of faith, gift of healing, gift of working of miracles, nine of them. Even though the Bible says in 1 Corinthians seven twelve, the gifts is given to every man to profit without. But listen to me, who are those gifts for? Oh, I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you. Others, they are for others. They are for others. No wonder we are not seeing much of the manifestation of those gifts because others are not being used for. People want to use it for themselves and themselves alone. When people are saying, okay, pray, pray out blessing. Do you think people pray prayer of blessing for other people? Huh? Me, myself, I, my son, my wife, my dog, everything in the house. They don't even think about others. So today, in pressing in for a miracle, learn to press in for others. Praise God. Jesus never referred to any other one with great faith in Israel except these foreigners except these ones that were not part of the commonwealth, these ones that were not entitled to the promise, those are the ones he used great faith for. And when you study the lifestyle, it came on a platform of sacrifice. It was because of others. They were the only ones that pressed in for others. They pressed in for others. The Canaanite woman was pressing in for daughter. It's not her own thing, it was her daughter. The centurion was not even pressing in for a relative. He was just a servant in the house. I pray for you today. As we bring this month of miracle signs and wonders to a close in this Sunday service. Beloved, throughout your life, include others in pressing in for a miracle. Before December, I want you to Exercise your faith. Go to somebody. Maybe the person doesn't have a child yet. 
begin to exercise your faith. Amen? Go to somebody that has a major need in your life. I'm not saying go to 10 people. That's when you will be found unfaithful. Just pick one person. One. Praise God. Like my brother, okay, I won't mention his name. He's in the, he's in the church right now. He's believing God for a wife. Praise God. With all the sisters we have, I don't know the believing is still believing, but he's believing. He's believing God for a while. But I've, I'm going to join my faith with him that before December, he will see a vision. Praise God. You can call it whatever you want. He will see something. Amen? Praise God. There are other people, it might be a breakthrough. They just need a breakthrough. They need something to happen for them. You can join your faith with such a person and begin to exercise your faith. And when the thing comes to pass, don't say, ah, we were the one who prayed. No. <laughs> if that is your heart, if that is your heart, God won't let anything happen. Amen? Who takes all the glory? God gets all the glory. You are just an instrument in his hand. And remain an instrument. Praise God. And God will bless you. How many people have been blessed this morning? Come on, put your hands together for Jesus. Okay, stand on your feet like a champion. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We hope you have been blessed by the word today. Please join our services live every Sunday, 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Bible study every Friday, 7 p.m. at 95 Church Street, St. Catharines. We hope you have a wonderful week ahead and God bless you.